Attention all personnel, triage in the compound. We have the finalists in the shrapnel catching contest. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me is my good pal from across the pond, Simon. Ah, gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 7, Communication Breakdown. It's the 225th episode overall, directed by the one and only Alan Alda, written by Karen Hall, originally aired on November 30th, 1981, and the production code is one G03. Okay, okay. Listen up, mail call. Get them while they're hot. What's the story with the newspapers? Yeah, I ain't seen a Wall Street Journal for two weeks. Nothing's changed. There's still no second class mail. Start up with me again. Snow and sleet is one thing. Kneeing the mailman is a federal offense. Hold your water, folks. There's no reason to kill the messenger. He's been calling all over trying to track down those periodicals. Besides, this is nothing. Back in WW1, I went 19 Saturdays without an evening post. Thank you, sir. That story never fails to move me. So what's the poop? The only lead so far is that all second-class mail to South Korea might have been sent to South Dakota. Look, we're all suffering from this. For me, the worst of it is that little Abner was just about to pop the question to Daisy May. For all I know, they're already post-nuptializing in the honeymoon suite of the dog patch Hilton. Papazian! Mercer! Foytak! Margulies! Oh, Major Winchester. Uh, There's a package for you, sir. Ah, Klinger, your timing is perfect. What's in there, sir? Ah, curiosity killed the clerk. Warren! Potter! Sounds like those macaroons that Mrs. promised you, sir. Thank goodness they're not rerouting the vittles. If only these were fortune cookies, we'd have something to read, too. (laughs) Yarborough! And the plot summary for this episode. During a newspaper shortage, Charles gets newspapers from home, refuses to share them, and incurs the wrath of the whole camp. A patient and a soldier are Asian brothers on opposite sides of the war. Charles. Morning, Hunnicutt. Dressed you slept well? I'm not finished yet, so stop slurping and snapping your newspaper. Newspaper? Great. We're back in the Army's paper route again. Finally get last month's issue of nude volleyball. <laughs> Any minute now, I'll see Brunhilde come bouncing in here. <laughs> Put your libido on hold, Pierce. I'm afraid your second-class mail is still stacked up over no man's land. How come you got a newspaper? Because the Boston Globe does not travel second class. I have a week's worth sent from home parcel post by my sister Honoria, along with other necessities of life. A week's worth? Imagine, Beach. Little us, actually tent mates with a great humanitarian with newspapers to share. He's more than a humanitarian, he's a saint. He's more than a saint, he's a fast reader. I got dibs on the sports section. I want the crossword puzzle. Gentlemen, or should I say children, when and only when I have finished this entire newspaper, you may have it. That should be in about an hour, two. Oh, that's fine. It'll probably take us that long to read all these others over here. No one will touch any newspaper until I have read it, first page to last, and I read one, and only one, per day. Charles! What is this, the Korean newspaper torture? 
You can read one a day. Just let us read these others first. Gentlemen, tea and an unthumbed newspaper are among the few remnants of civilization that enable me to face the day here in Hell's outhouse. I refuse to give them up simply because you suddenly find yourselves with nothing to read. You have a choice. One per day or none per day. Oh, great. I suppose we'll have to scrub before we read them. <laughs> That'd be ludicrous. All I ask is that this remain our secret. We don't want to be disturbed by hordes of little readers. <laughs> you will excuse me. I have an appointment with Joseph Alsop. And for our guest stars, we have Brian Chung, who plays Lieutenant Yuk. Brian has appeared in seven episodes of MASH. And James Sato uh, plays Park. Now, James is still acting today and has notched up an incredible 110 credits on IMDb. Wow. Mm. All right. And, of course, we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Sturminsky. And Quang Bak plays Kim. This is Quang's only appearance in MASH and is the last on-screen credit out of two. Oh, I guess the acting thing didn't work out for him. No, he's probably <laughs> just wanting to be on the scene stuff. It seems to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. And Roy Goldman returns as Goldman. <laughs> and Joanne Thompson <laughs> returns as Nurse Joanne. And Abigail Nelson returns as a nurse. Another. Ha. Imagine running into you, sitting here, reading my paper. Oh, yes, I was walking by, and to my surprise, I saw it lying there on your bunk. I... Couldn't resist catching up on the news. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Mind? No, mind? Why, why on earth should I uh, mind? Perhaps you'd be more uh, comfortable inside. Lights better. Oh, no, it's such a lovely day. That's why I came outside. Uh, See, how did you get hold of this? Paper. Uh, I received uh, some fish. Uh, it was uh, wrapped up in uh, in this. Look, uh, why don't you come on inside, uh, Father? I'll make you some tea. Oh well, now that would be lovely. <laughs> Father, where did you get that newspaper? Could I have the fashion section? Well, uh, actually, it belongs to Major Winchester, yeah. but I'm sure he wouldn't mind parting with it, would you, Major? It's <laughs> funny, you know. It doesn't even smell fishy. Well, looky here. It's been so long, I wouldn't swear to it, but that looks a lot like a newspaper. It's Major Winchester. He was kind enough to ask us in to browse through it. Well, mighty Samaritan of you, Winchester. Don't mind helping myself to the funnies. Yeah. Oh, ha! Hey, look at this. A newspaper. Hey, where'd they get a newspaper? Hey, give me the classifieds. I need a job. Let me see Luella Parsons. Sit up. Sit up. Sit all right, let's discuss this episode. I will start us off. Okay. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Like, really, I gave it an eight and a half. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. It was just a fun episode. Here, I'm going to go through my notes real quick. I found it interesting that newspapers are so crucial to these guys, but it would make sense because this is the 50s and there isn't, like, TV and radio and, you know, there's, you know, especially, they, I mean, they have radio, mm. but it's it's Korea news, so not getting any local stuff. No. So... I just found it interesting, you know, because nowadays, I mean, who, I mean, I'm sure some people still read newspapers. Well, they, they, but they do, are they pretty. They do have radio stuff, they don't know, because it doesn't, they do. I listen to like lots of swing and jazz and stuff like that outside the tent. So, yeah. Where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that like army, 
army radio maybe there is there is yeah there is like one army channel but i know there's also they can pick up the korean stuff as well but yeah i always wondered that because they have radio so they could have had entertainment but i guess i don't know if you would get all the news no i don't know maybe reading newspapers was really big back in the 50s and you know i mean it worked it was funny and it was a good story i love that father found charles's newspaper and then charles was trying so hard to keep his temper in check (laughs) because it was the father uh that was fun to watch I like the deal he makes. I like, you know, that he, you know, I, I'm, I'm behind Charles 100% on this whole thing, which is hard to say <laughs> because he's so pompous and arrogant, but he, those are his newspapers. Mm. He wants, I, I would be the same way. I'd want to read them first from beginning to end. And then I'll give them to you and you can do whatever you want with them afterwards. Yeah. But I would want first go. I don't necessarily agree with him reading one a day, mm. you know, and. But they're his newspapers. <laughs> he was smart. He had his family send him newspapers. He deserves to read his newspapers yeah. and not have to, you know. So I, I thought his deal was, was appropriate. Uh, I did notice that they had a date of May 5th on the, you know, when he the issue that was missing. Mm. So we kind of have a, a date of when this episode takes place. Not that it really matters because, you know, we can't timey-wimey things yeah. with, yeah, with MASH. But we had a date and they occasionally do that. They'll throw in a date. I like the Korean brother side story. You know, I, I felt bad for the family and for the fact that the father split his sons up to, to make sure that the family line continued. My father, he knew war was coming, so he sent me to live in the South. Why wouldn't your father want to keep the whole family together? He did not know which side would win or which side would lose. By placing a son on each side, he knew one of us would be on the side of victory and would be able to carry on the family name. A 50-50 chance of survival. What a way to hedge your bet. Mm. But then again, I'm like, well, what if they both died in the war? Yeah. Then there'd be no family of mine. Mm. But I mean, I understand his reasoning. You know, either the South is going to win or either the North is going to win. And whichever family member survives can, you know, at least that his line will continue. Um, I did enjoy that. I loved Kelly's dig towards Winchester's little kimono thing <laughs> where she goes up to him and she's very sweet and polite and respectful and bows to him. And then she's like, do you know Korean? And he says no. And she insults him, which is so good. Oh, you look very Japanese, Major. Do you speak the language? Of course not. Ma, anato kashi kakushiteru. Oh. I love Winchester having to pull down his kimono all the time. <laughs> Every time he started to bend over, he'd realize and he had to grab it really yeah. quick. I mean, they, they couldn't have got a smaller kimono. I mean, it was perfect. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was per- so, perfectly done for him. Yeah, yeah. And then I also, um, I loved the ending with Winchester wanting to pull down the tent <laughs> and Potter standing there. And Winchester's like, I'm going to do it. And then Potter jumps on top of the, of the Jeep. That was just, that was, it, I, it just, it was just a fun episode. Everything about it. I didn't, I have no complaints. Mm. It was enjoyable. It was a Winchester episode. It was a fun Winchester episode. I loved all the little things that they were doing to Winchester, <laughs> you know, and he deserved some of it. Yeah. You know, he was being pompous and he did, you know, but it was just a fun, I love the, the prankster type of episodes. And this was like, you know, everybody was getting on everybody because even father okay he was in on it this must come to an end vengeance is best left to the lord besides i can't get into my tent for all of winchester's belongings <laughs> oh, yeah. he had all of winchester's bedding and stuff in his tent so yeah i just it was just an overall it was just a fun 
it was a great way because this is the first of the six batch that we watch and it was just a fun way to start this off i was like well I, you know let's hope they're all this good because this was a really <laughs> fun episode for me how about you what do you think oh uh, yeah no exactly the same i mean uh, unfortunately i yeah. watched this um quite some time ago because uh when we did our last recording session is when i watched oh this, that's so, right you thought yeah i, I just carried on <laughs> just carried on watching <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so happy with my mask that i was watching it so my memory's a little bit fuzzy, which is um which is to be given considering how bad my brain is now um but no like you I and mean, i gave this eight uh, out of ten okay um, I really loved it. I like the way, you know, it's the Boston Globe that he's got. Um, presumably mm-hmm. that's still going. Anyone from Boston, please let us know. And again, exactly <laughs> like you say, you know, I, I do agree with Charles. I mean, you know, there, there is something like when you get a really good magazine. I mean, my personally, mine is when I, I, if I get a new Doctor Who magazine, I do like to sit there and I like to read it from page to, you know, from the front page to the back page. And OK, I might mm-hmm. be something that and you do relish it. And then I always pass them on to anybody who wants them. Uh, could he have read a whole newspaper in, in the morning? Probably not. So it probably would take him a day, obviously, as well, with operations coming on and ward rounds and all this kind of stuff. But I do like the fact that he always keeps himself, you know, still on the top, even when he's starting to get angry, as you said. You know, I do, I uh-huh. do love all that kind of stuff. And I love Potter taking Winchester body here um, towards oh, the Oh, my end God, well, that was so was, good. Which yes, is really good. Yeah. Again, unfortunately, we can't. We can't show these things on this podcast, but a lot of the humour comes from David Ogden Stars' facial acting, really, where you mm-hmm. know he can, he can give the role of the eyes and the, and the redness in the face, you know, better than anybody uh, who's ever acted, in my opinion. Um, the the yeah. side the side story with the Korean prisoner I do like because it's just nicely playing in the background there. It's not, you know, sometimes yep. we do find in any TV program where you've got two stories they're almost trying to hit against each other, and and initially doesn't happen at all. It's real nice. At the end you, you kind of excuse me you kind of you know not really knowing where the story's going which i quite like until you realize that the korean mp is the brother you know and i, I do like that yeah. and, and the thing and i totally agree with you as well that you know you, you think well both of your sons have gone to war <coughs> clearly none of them believe in either side at this point because you know they haven't chosen it and they've just been sent there yeah and i do feel for yeah. that but i can understand it probably happened quite a bit you know i mean oh yeah you know, i think yep. it's happened in any any kind of scenario where you, you hope you know if you've got brothers you know they split them up and sometimes and put them in different regiments in the hope that they come back especially from the second world war um so no yeah. I, I really enjoyed i really like you again i really enjoyed this uh, episode and uh, you know, it started off um, a good, a good uh, way of our recording our next, well, these six episodes. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, and also you brought up the point. I, I enjoyed the the resolution to the brothers' story. Yeah, I like that uh, how Hawkeye came up with it and you know got them together in a room so they can at least talk and make sure the family's good. Cause, you know, he hadn't heard from his family mm. since he left. So I did like that. I th- I kind of like that resolution. And he also calmed his brother down. It was nice. Yeah. Even though I'm not sure that because the, the 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 guy in charge, the other uh, Korean guy, was watching through the window and they zoomed in on the the <laughs> IV and there's nothing happening. And I'm like, is he noticing that? Yeah. Is there going to be repercussions from that? I think it's the you same. Know, and then it just ends. Isn't it the same? Isn't that the same dickhead uh, <laughs> person in charge? Yeah. I always seem to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, eh, okay. Uh, but no, I did. Definitely, definitely a really fun episode. Mm. This is my newspaper. I will not have it passed around like a bottle of cheap wine. Major, oh. surely if you're fortunate enough to have a newspaper, you're not going to withhold it from these people. All right, all right, since you've asked so nicely, let's have to compromise. When and only when I have read each day's paper, 
I will then make you Dress up, Major. Are you hoarding newsprint? Just how many of these fish wrappers are there? Well, uh, wouldn't you know? As luck would have it, I have one, two, maybe seven. Seven! I am so glad you are all here. I was just about to announce my share of the newspaper crusade. All I ask is the right of first perusal. After I have read each day's paper, I will then make it available to the general public. One day, one paper. Now, doesn't that seem a tidy arrangement? Well, that seems fair enough. Okay, folks, I guess the tar and feathering party's over. You all go on about your business, and I'll see to it that each and every one of you gets an eyeful. Well, I just hope so. Don't worry about it, you will. Yeah, so IMDb gave this rating of 7.7, .7, so be closer to mine, okay. but uh, be further Close off from yours. You. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised. I thought it would get a little bit higher. But you know those IMDb people. <laughs> Let's not knock them. That could be our listeners. <laughs> and here we have Private Kim, our foreign exchange prisoner. I go. I go. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Where does he think he's going? I go is Korean for ouch. Unfortunately, it's a common word heard every day around the war. Give him his morphine. It's in the medicine cabinet. We hide it behind the wild root cream oil. So what do you think? Should I ask her to the prom? Well, with that kind of attitude, no wonder you can't get a date. Look, just take it easy. In a couple of days, you'll be fine. Keep that up. You'll stay home New Year's, too. Doctor, I'm Lieutenant Yu. My men and I are here to guard our prisoners. Oh, good. Just in the nick of time. Keep your eye on that one. This morning, he almost sat up. They will stay here until they're well enough to move. Then we take them to prison camp. Well, I guess it beats staying in the hot city all summer. Where can I find your commanding officer? Probably in the mess tent. You can't miss it. It's big, green, smells like New Jersey. All right, it's time for some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. A newspaper headline reads, Lee quits UN to help bring Korean peace. This reference is to Trick Lee, Lee, Secretary General of the United Nations, from the 1st of February, 1946, until his resignation, which he announced on November 10th, 1952, American newspapers went to press with the story the next day. In the scene where Major Winchester sits down with his tea to read the newspaper, the song that he is whistling is Great Gate of Kiev by Modest Molosgovsky. Uh, all right, the continuity air we have. Uh, Winchester claims that the missing paper is from May 5th. However, the paper that Follow McKay is reading contains a headline that is from November 11th. So there you go. There you go. So yeah, so that's that's weird. So the May 5th is the error mm. because the new paper is from November 11th. Yeah. Huh. Or the, right. or the 11th of November as the rest of the world <laughs> likes to see it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but there we go. Okay, we have a wardrobe bearer here. Now, during the OR scene when Corporal Klinger is explaining the goings-on of Fearless Fosdick, he is wearing his surgical gown backward. It is open and tied in the front. Now, surgical gown is supposed to be open and tied in the back, so you can show your bum off. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. That's right. You don't want to be showing anything else off. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we have a crew member on set. When the whole camp surrounds Major Winchester outside the swamp about the newspaper he has, you can clearly see a person in white pants and a blue sweater standing with folded arms outside the OR entrance that clearly doesn't belong there. This person is visible right after everyone runs together and stays standing there for the rest of the scene. Oh, okay. I didn't. Oops. I did not notice that. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're not authorized to use... Stay out of this, Fairface, or this is going to be your lunch. Here, sit down, Major. May I get you something cool to drink? Turn this on. Okay. Action! Uh, attention, all vermin! That's giving you the benefit of the doubt. I have just discovered the untimely disappearance of my May 5th issue of the Boston Globe, which has obviously been pilfered by some member of the pernicious race of lowlife which infested this pig mire. Furthermore, I consider no one in this town above suspicion, with the possible exception of that 80% of you who are incapable of reading the English language. Thus, I retract my previous magnanimous offer, and none of you cretins will lay one slimy paw on any of my papers until the missing issue is returned. Kill. You. All right, I have something special here. I have a fun fact I wanted to throw in here. First, I want to thank our listener, Deborah. She emailed me this information. Mm. She explained the reasoning for the show production numbers being so bizarre in season 10. Uh, it looks like it was caused by the actor's strike in 1980 and then the writer's strike in 1981. Mm. So I tried to delve deeper into it to see if I can find more information about this and was not successful. But I did find this really cool piece that I thought was interesting, so I was going to share with you guys. CBS did not air in the order they were produced. We already know that, that CBS doesn't air how they were produced because there's a little continuity. Sometimes there's a you know continuity flub here and there, but majority of the time they're standalone episodes and they don't really require to be aired in order. Hmm. Uh, but beginning with season nine, CBS decided to hold episodes to use for the following season. Four episodes produced in season nine were broadcast in season 10, hence why they had the season nine production code and then six episodes produced in season 10 were broadcast in season 11 mm. so i'm assuming and this is just an assumption in the industry we tend to know when strikes are going to happen mm. so what they would do is they were banking episodes ah so they were making more episodes y yes instead of doing they were 26. doing them as fast as they can right, yes okay. with, with the anticipation that they weren't going to have the actors or they weren't going to have the writer oh okay so so they banked them and then obviously the strike was over and they wound up having them so they wound up using them in you know subsequent se uh, seasons so huh. a little bit of information on why the the production numbers have been so kind of crazy the past uh, few episodes oh well kudos to deborah for her email yes nice. thank you so much attention people and that's in order i've had it up to my baby blues with all of you not only am i putting the woe nelly on this tomfoolery i'm demanding an official apology from the person who started it all in the first place <laughs> Start. I didn't start. Yeah. Well, uh, it would seem that I have made an unfortunate, although completely understandable, uh, error. Uh, it seems that the May 5th issue of the Boston Globe, which I logically assumed to have been stolen, was in fact not delivered that day to certain areas due to a wildcat trucker strike. <laughs> I hope you all find that as right amusing as I do. <laughs> well, since we're all anxious to forget this harmless little incident and return to our normal routine, I guess that's all there is to say. Now, may I please have my clothing back? <laughs> now, seeing as how we've all been chomping at the bit for the news, I'm just going to take a page from that Fiorello fellow. Now then, here's little Abner. And in the first picture, we see Ab and a beautiful Daisy May and her bridal outfit. <laughs> Shorts, halter, and a veil as she finally gets to utter those immortal words she's been waiting so long to say, I does. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the second picture, we got... Major, close your robe. <laughs> 
Now I have, uh, I've got some trivia time going on here. Last episode's question. Now, can you name any of Potter's grandchildren? There are three. And the answer is Stuart, Sherry and Corey. So well done if you got that one. Corey's the only one I remembered. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't remember any of them. Uh, (laughs) uh, This episode, trivia question. An older nurse comes to the 4077th and made a play for Potter. What was her name? Mm, I know that one too. Yeah, I don't. So go ahead and email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Doctors, come quickly. There's something wrong here. What's the matter? What is it? Bleeding into his belly. You better get him to the OR right now. Gurney! Gonna need a lot of blood. Better be the right type. You, you know your blood type? Blood type? A. All right, perfect. Cross-match him to make sure. You may have one less prisoner to take in. Come with me, please. Okay, let's get that needle in right away. I do not understand. The needle is... Shh! Just lie quietly. We don't want to disturb the neighbors. Talk to your brother. Tell him he's fine. And uh, anything else you want to tell him? Thank you, Doctor. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. Or just type in MASH 4077 podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. So we definitely both enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more or I'm just willing to give it a higher score. I don't know if I enjoyed it more than you, but I did definitely give it a higher score. Mm. Um, and IMDb kind of agreed. It was a higher end of seven, which yeah. isn't too bad. Not too bad. All right, cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Unless you need something else, sir, I'll be leaving. I'm fine. Thank you, Igor. And thank you for keeping the mess tent open for me. After that heartfelt apology, Major, what else could I do? Hey, Igor, what's this doing here? Search me. Boy, some people think this is just a parking lot. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. 
Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. All right, some behind the scenes. Uh, newspaper headline reads, is that Lee or lie? I think it's... Uh, I thought it'd say lie. Lee, wouldn't it? Because it's uh, Lee quits it's or Lie quits. Mm. Lee, Lee? Lee? Just say Lee or Lie. It's Trigvi. Trigvi? How do you say the guy's name? Trigvi? Trigvi Lee. Trigvi Lee. Trigvi. Yeah, I'll go for Trigvi Lee. Okay, Trigvi. Say say it quickly and we'll get away with it. Yeah, yeah. No one will know. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the bloopers, obviously. All right. (laughs) Until his... (laughs) Until his... Oh, my God. I know how to say the word. You did because you don't because you're in TV land, so you never say the word resignation. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There you go. I don't use it in my everyday. All right. <clears throat>